Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. So Emer, hello. We're still social distancing, but we're getting used to it. Yeah, yeah. As long as I always say I'm not distant from your memory, I am quite happy to be chatting away with you. Yeah, well, you know, once I don't bring you nightmares, Emer, I suppose that's the main thing, is it, you know? Uh... Yeah, so um, I take it everyone out there is safe and sound at this really uncertain time and just about sane like myself, but I'm very bad feeling that this is all about change. Hope when you're going to make a good impression on what's coming up. So, Mr. T, what are you going to share with me today? Well, it is, of course, everybody's favorite part of the show, and particularly yours, Emer. It's where I'm going to get atomic and nuclear powered. So let's give it a blast with today's social media joke. And here it goes. Are you ready for it, Emer? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, here it goes. Uh, how does Yoda generate leads on social media? Mm, I don't know. I don't into Star Wars, so sorry, go on. <laughs> oh, he uses the sales force. <laughs> <laughs> it is truly gone. That is bad. It, it is bad. <laughs> I, I honestly can say I don't know if I can handle any more of these. I, know. I really don't. <laughs> I don't know where I actually get them, but uh, yeah, hey, you know. I don't. Uh, all I can say is, <laughs> if you find today's social media joke engaging and would love more of them, say you don't, um, you're in luck. You can catch Philip's previous social media jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping on to our podcast on the Let's Get show, Social show on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, and on Dublin's South FM. Yeah, so listen, we are, we're delighted because we have special guests. Uh, thankfully, they have stayed with us after hearing my jokes. So that's, uh, they haven't that's left. a good point. They haven't, so, uh, so, Emer, so you know, take it away. Uh, who do we have in the, in the hot seat today? Oh, yeah, very hot seat. Um, we're joined by Andrew Pickering and Pete Garland, better known as Andrew and Pete. They help small business owners and entrepreneurs grow their business in the smarter way. Uh, specializing in marketing, promotions, content marketing, social media, digital marketing, and more. They're a fun content marketing duo like ourselves who help solopreneurs and small businesses to create insanely shareable content that builds brands people love through their membership community, Atomic. They've won Digital and Social Media Company uh, of the Year Award and Business Personality of the Year Award as well. And they are authors of two great books, The Hippocampus and Content Mavericks. Wow. And they're from Newcastle-upon-Tyne. I've actually never been to Newcastle-upon-Tyne. I was supposed to go to their event, but I couldn't make it because nobody would let us into Newcastle because of, unfortunately, COVID-19. So I am delighted to meet the guys face-to-face, or near enough. Um, welcome, Andrew and Pete. Whoop, whoop. Thank you so much for having us, guys. We are super excited. That Yoda impression was impressive. It, 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 that, that's high praise from you guys because you put out some, uh, some great comedy on, on YouTube and your content. So uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm glowing. <laughs> yes, actually. Um, I was going to say, so guys, before we kick things off, we ask our guests their opinion of the social media comedian. Um, but we want to know if you can outrank them. Oh, well, I did. I didn't know the joke was coming up, so I did have a little bit of a luck. And there was one, I don't know if you've heard this one before, but this actually made me and Pete laugh. So, I don't know. Let's hope. <laughs> What's Forrest Gump's social media password? Mm, don't know that one. No. One, Forrest, one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's bad. That's bad. I, I think you could. I, I think uh, you've I think beaten you sh- Philip there, I think guys. You shaved I really it there. do. Even Yoda, Yoda couldn't pull that one out of the bag. 
So uh, there you go, Philip. I'm on a losing street. You are. I'm on a losing street. I think the guests now is 14, 12 now at this stage. <laughs> oh, I think they're way ahead. Way That's ahead it. I'm sending those, that so. book back, that content Mavericks book back to Amazon. Mm. You know, send that back. <laughs> do, do. Send your joke back. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, well, listen, Andrew and Pete, it is, it's great to have you here with us um, because we're Thank very you. much about, uh, I suppose, trying to educate in a, in a simple but fun, engaging way our audience, which is businesses, you know, small, medium, uh, and I suppose large enterprises would tune in as well um, about social media. And uh, I, suppose, I suppose to start off that anyone really doesn't know too much about yourselves, um, you know, tell us, what do you actually do? How do you kind of help clients with social media um, in your space? Yeah, absolutely. So we help companies that are small business entrepreneurs. They are maybe a one-man band uh, or a small team, and we help them to grow the business the smarter way. That means less hustle. That means doing less, but more impactful stuff so that they can grow their company quicker. without burning out. I know it can be really hard. And we do that through our membership, Atomic. So we believe that um, we don't want to work. We we want to turn your small business into not just a small business, but an Atomic business, Mm -hmm. one that can make as much money as they want, but not necessarily having to build big sluggish companies and have big offices and Mm -hmm. like hundreds of employees and stuff like that. You can have many scalable offerings and um, you can have like a really great free lifestyle, however you want to live your life. And you can be small and mighty. And that's what we believe. Mm -hmm. So our membership is called Atomic and that's what we help people with, uh, becomeatomic.com. And we have a YouTube channel, which helps people, uh, little five minute videos each week Mm -hmm. to help them grow. And today in this show, we'd love to answer any questions about how people can grow quicker. Um, and, you know, a big part of that is is with content, like you mentioned, and social. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we can touch on some of the more other exciting stuff like sales or scalability yeah. or anything like that. So what are your best tips on how to attract customers on social? Oh, okay. Our best tips. <laughs> So with any, like with anything with um, attracting customers, you need to be consistent. And one of the hardest things about being consistent on social media is that there are constantly other social media marketers telling you, hey, you need to get on this platform. Hey, you need to do this. You need a podcast. You need to be on Instagram. You need to be on TikTok. You need to be on Facebook. You need to be on LinkedIn. You need to be doing all this awesome stuff. And when you look at all of these platforms, you'll often see people having great successes on these platforms. And we see that, and it means that we feel like we need to be doing all these different things too. Mm -hmm. And what we actually did a few years ago was look at some of the best case studies around social media, especially with smaller businesses and personal brands who maybe don't have the resources that bigger companies have to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. And what we actually found was that the guys that did really well on social media didn't spread themselves too thin across every single platform trying to do everything. They just did one thing in one place remarkably well, grew their audience there, and then they moved on to other platforms once they had built that audience, once they had put the processes in place. So I think one of the biggest tips around growing your audience on social media and attracting the right people to you is don't try to be everywhere and do everything. Like pick even just one platform, like often people will say like two or three. We, we even take it back and say like pick one platform yeah. and yeah. do one thing remarkably well mm. in one place to grow your audience because that's the key, right? If you want to attract customers, if you want to build an audience on social media, it's mm. not as easy as it was like 10 years ago when social media was new. It's not yeah. easy to build yeah. an audience yeah. on social media. You have to create content. You yeah. have to create content that's not the same as everyone else's. Mm. And if you don't give yourself time to actually do that because you're spreading yourself too thin, you're going to yeah. fail before you've even started. So do yeah. less, but do yeah. less better. Yeah, it's a very good point because mm. uh, like, like certainly for someone like myself, where I'd be, I suppose, doing a lot of social media management your head would be sort of a bit fried at times because, you know, Instagram is constantly changing what it does or the algorithm. Facebook is the same. And then suddenly TikTok is knocking on the door and you're kind of suddenly yeah. going, geez, do I need to be there? And I, I, I can, I would definitely agree. I think there's so much overwhelm with 
small businesses mm. who are trying to see maybe competitors, oh, geez, we better make a video and we don't have time, we better start doing blogging. And they haven't even got their website kind of user friendly, right. etc. So so I think you're right. I think uh, I think there's a like I always preach that sort of that element of you know, exactly as you guys did in, in in Content Mavericks, you know, about that element of the strategy and, you know, going where the client is, you know, and if they're on LinkedIn, do LinkedIn really well, you know, don't worry about TikTok yeah. or whatever, you know, so. Well, this is the interesting thing because I think a lot of businesses businesses hear that advice as well and we completely agree like go where the client is mm. i think for a lot of businesses now it's a case of your clients could be everywhere like you can make a case for many mm. businesses that your clients could be on linkedin or facebook or instagram or twitter yeah so like one of our tips is yes go where your clients is like if you're trying to attract the over 60s market like tiktoks might not be for you but say if you're trying to attract the over 60s you could make a case for LinkedIn, you could make a case for Facebook. Mm-hmm. So what we always say is, if you if you are going to be consistent with this, you have to actually enjoy it. You actually have to enjoy being on that platform, creating content for that platform. Yeah. And if you are not one for doing video, then don't do video. If you if you like writing more, if you like audio more, then do writing, do audio more. Mm-hmm. Like do what you actually enjoy. Pick the platforms that you enjoy. As long as you can make a business case for being on that. Yeah, because I don't like going on video. I I, I keep saying I've got a face Ooh. for radio. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's not true. That's not true. But if you enjoy radio, stick to it. <laughs> I do. I mean, sure. Why wouldn't I? I've got a great social social media comedian beside me. I don't need yeah. it, wouldn't I? Yeah. You know? What more do you want? Huh? <laughs> exactly. You know. <laughs> Um, so, so guys, I suppose then kind of uh, from your experience of working with, with the clients that you work with, you know, what are some of the best social media platforms for, for marketing when it comes to B2B and B2C? Like, are they set in stone or as you, as you mentioned there, is it a combination of, you know, what you love to do mixed as to where maybe your clients are, et cetera? Exactly. Like the whole idea is if you just focus on one platform, and you don't spread yourself too thin, you will give yourself the ability to invest your efforts, resources, time, budget, creativity, mental headspace, reply time, content creation time in one place. And if you do that, then you can create much more engaging content. Hmm. So no matter where your people may hang out, it's a case that every platform, you know, you could argue most people are on those platforms like mm. all of the platforms, like there's a big enough audience on all of them. So as long as you enjoy it, and so long as you are creating like the best possible content you can create, then you know you can make any platform work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've all brought out loads and loads of stuff. And when it comes to, you know, one of our favorite things is like the retargeting elements of Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean that if you are really big on LinkedIn, you can't do something similar it's just remarketing ads from people that have been on your website more rather than like video views and facebook page engagement engagement mm-hmm. if you spend time on youtube you can retarget to views on youtube even um, or if you send people to your website retarget on there so like, there's no there's no really options that are completely mm-hmm. limited like do what you enjoy and do it incredibly well because if you don't, then you're not going to grow as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also, I feel like there's also a cutoff point where it's like, if you are creating content that's so average, there's a line where it becomes like, there's literally no point of even doing it. Mm. Like, it's a waste of time. And, and we, we see that a lot. People always just engage, like always just post and post, and they just continue to post mindlessly. Mm. and they're not getting any engagement not getting any reaction they're not getting any sales Mm. and it's like why are you continuing like they're just doing it because they feel like they have to and they feel like they should show up and they've been sold this dream by marketers that one day if they're consistent enough it will pay off but guess what it won't it will never pay off your audience will never suddenly grow Mm. after five years just because you've been doing the same average thing for five years like you will see massive results the moment you start testing, tweaking, improving constantly. And if you don't get any engagement on a certain style of post, don't ever do that post again because it didn't work. Yeah. Something else. Yeah. Even if it takes you twice as long, but you have to do it twice as less hmm. frequent, like it will pay off 10 times more in the long run. Like you need to be getting that engagement and you need to be putting the effort in. 
Yeah. And don't put your head in the sand. <laughs> I totally agree because a lot of people don't even go and look and see what's working for them. They just keep going and posting and they don't actually check, you know, mm. what's the best, what's been working yeah. and what has it's not like been they've working. they just ticked off the box. Yeah, yeah done like that social. Yeah. Done. Done. yeah, yeah. And there's no engagement. They don't actually go back and maybe reconfigure it. Um, I was going to say like social media is great for businesses to reach out to their customers and gain the attention of potential customers. But Andrew, how can you use it to create sales? This is where people kind of get to a point and they're not sure, you know? Yes. Okay. We love this question because I do think often businesses are scared of sales. I think they're often told like social media is social. Like we can't forget the social part. Mm -hmm. And I think what a lot of businesses forget is that, yeah, it's social media. If you are doing this, to keep up with your friends, right? Social media wasn't built for businesses. It was built for us to connect like, with our friends and family. That's what is social about social media. Mm-hmm. Social media marketing is about, yes, it's being social, but like we cannot take our eye off the prize. Like what is the purpose of us being here? It's not just to be social. It's not just to be really nice. It is to actually grow our business. It's actually to kind of make some money. So I think firstly, we need to be thinking, okay, what is our overall overarching strategy for creating sales from social? And maybe we can talk a little bit about the different types of content. Yeah, exactly. So um, we call this content hand-raiser content, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the connector between that kind of useful, what we call primary rich content, like that useful, helpful, educational, inspiring, entertaining content, Mm -hmm. right? That's, that's what your content should be to grow your audience. If you want to grow on social, you want to build those relationships. It needs to be educational, inspiring, but entertaining. And then to sell on social, if you've ever posted a, a sales post on social media, you've probably seen it completely bomb. Like Because if you post a sales message, most people don't respond to it. There's yeah. probably a link in it. So you don't get much algorithmic love. Um, and and it's, it's a sales pitch, right? Who's going to be like, ooh, yay, yay, that's great. Yeah. Now, if you have like a super cool product and you can like show it off with like awesome graphics and videos and stuff, mm-hmm. that's amazing, right? Do that. Mm-hmm. But if you are like a service-based company and you're like, hey, it's a new photo of me looking to the right today rather than the left like yesterday. And guess what? I'm still selling that same coaching program that I was selling yesterday. (laughs) This is not going anywhere. You're not going to get any sales like that. No. Mm. Um, So so we need to think of other ways to do it. Okay, how can we sell without necessarily selling? And the only way to do that is to, what we call, is to get people to raise their hand. So how can we figure out who in our audience is potentially ready to buy, who is interested, so that we can follow up with those people mm-hmm. without necessarily like just spamming and harassing everybody. Mm-hmm. How can we be more, be more targeted with those people that are actually interested? And there's, there's a few different ways you can do this. So number one is to actually like get people onto your email, email list. Mm-hmm. So rather than going straight into the sale, have a downloadable checklist, a useful guide, a useful PDF, a challenge, mm-hmm. um, something like that. Okay, offer that in, in, in return for email. When they are on your email address, you can continue to nurture them. You can segment them. You mm-hmm. can ask them questions. You can engage with them at any point. And of course, you can sell to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's like, the first one. I don't know if you want to take this in turns, Andrew. Yeah, okay. Tag me in, Pete. Tag me in. (laughs) (laughs) The second one is getting people to directly contact you. So a lot of sales on social happens in DMs. Like this is a great place where we can actually have more sales conversations. Mm. So rather than like having posts, like comment on this post, if you're interested, get people to directly contact you. Like Mm. for example... And this works really good on Instagram stories. We'll say we can do a whole story about Atomic or maybe an offer we've got going on at this point. And then what we'll say is if you want more information, just swipe up and send us a DM. Now, this isn't swipe up to a a landing page, which you can only do if you've got a certain amount of followers. Anyone can do this. So if you just swipe up on a regular story, we'll open up DMs. So often we'll be talking about our products and services and we'll say swipe up 
drop us a message if you're interested and we can send you more information. Mm-hmm. That's a really easy that is good. Yeah. Call That's to action for someone mm-hmm. to do. It's mm-hmm. like completely, they're not, it's not like a, a super in your face one. It's yeah. just a really easy way for someone to raise the hand and say, hey, I'm interested. Yeah. yeah. Another, like adding on to that, you could also do one of the Instagram polls. Yes. And it says, oh, yeah. Like, mm. But we call them like a double negative poll, a, a double positive poll, sorry. Yeah. So it's like, um, hey, like Atomic is amazing. Like we just had this great testimonial look. And then we go like, like have you thought about joining Atomic? Mm. And it's like, um, but we'll give two positive answers. Like we don't care if they say, if they want to say no, we don't care about that. Yeah. So <laughs> like, we'll just let them go. But if they are interested in any way, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll have those two options. So it'll be like, uh, I was thinking about it. Mm. And the other one is like, maybe in the future or something like that. Right. Yes. And yeah. because then what you can do is everyone that clicks on that, you can manually go through and message them and say like, Hey, I noticed you clicked on like in the future. Like mm. I'm just wondering out of curiosity, why in the future? Why not now? And then they'll say something and then you can be like, okay, well, actually, did you know we're doing a trial right now? And if you mm-hmm. get in now, then, you know, it's cheaper for you overall. So it might be a good time rather than wait. Yeah. That's a great yeah, tip. That's, <laughs> that's a cool tip. That's a yeah. cool one. Um, yeah. Another one is clicks on emails and tagging them. Mm. Okay. So for example, if someone comes onto your email list, let's say you're a website designer and you could send them an email straight away in the welcome sequence, it says like, hey, to personalize your experience, let me know about you. Let me know where you're at with your website so I can give you better tips. Click on one of the three options. Number one, I don't have a website and I really need one. Number two, I have a website, but it's crap and I need a new one. Right? <laughs> Number three, I'm happy with the website that I've got, but I would love, I would love to get more out of it. Mm. Okay, all of a sudden you've got these three people and you can send them to a sales conversation you can email them back even you could send them to a webinar with that choice you could send them to a paid product or offer them a discussion call or a website critique mm-hmm. like all of a sudden they've 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 said what who they are and where the situation is mm-hmm. and this gives you almost permission to reach back and reply and say something um, yeah. in response to their action yeah so it's getting people to just raise their hand every time yeah Yes. See, we've got we, we, we've got two more to go. Two more hand raises. But can you yeah. see how um, <laughs> how proactive this is, right? So a yeah, lot of people yeah. where, that are trying to do social media marketing, they're just posting a lot of content. They're trying to grow their audience, trying to grow the numbers, mm. and they're just waiting around for the sale. Yeah. It doesn't happen like that. Like you have to actually try. And we've put as much effort into building our audience mm-hmm. as we do as trying to work out who in that audience might be ready to join Atomic yes. and trying to get them to raise their hands so we can send the right people more information and sell to the right people rather than just spamming everyone. Yeah. And and when you do that, people welcome it. Yes. It's not it's not like a sleazy, it's like, okay, like I have actually I have shown interest in some way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not spammy. I, like I suppose they've 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 had a chance to get to know your brand and get to I suppose engage with your content and to get to know mm-hmm. that actually it's really good quality and it's going to help them, mm-hmm. etc. So you, Are you ready for the other two hundred? Yeah, yeah, you're you, yeah, you give us the the, the, the next two uh, Oh yeah, the audience yeah. screaming. Yeah, I'm I'm raising my hand. I'm raising yeah. my hand here. <laughs> okay. So 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 the next one's quite interesting because people don't necessarily know that they're raising the hand. So this is through remarketing. So if you don't know already, I'm sure a lot of you do, but if you don't know already, remarketing is a way to send adverts, um, specifically on Facebook. I think that's the best platform for doing this. Mm -hmm. Send adverts to people who have previously engaged with your content in some way. Now, this can be, for example, watching a video on Facebook a certain length of the way through, or it can be going on certain pages on your websites. So can you see, in a way, this is almost a way of people raising their hand and letting you know that they're interested. For example, mm. if you have a sales video that you post on Facebook and you promote out to your audience and you create a audience of people who have watched 80% or more of that video, then those guys are saying... I'm interested in this product or service or whatever it is. 
So yeah. they're raising the hand. Yes. Same with websites. Like if they've been on certain sales pages on your website, and this is why it's really good to have very specific pages mm-hmm. on your site. Like yes. If you know that they've clicked onto that and they're, they're interested, they're not going to like stumble across a random services page on someone's websites. And we can build... Now, the difference with this one as well is that we don't necessarily know who they are. So Facebook will say there are X many people in this audience, but then we can send ads to these people to restart those sales conversations. Mm -hmm. So so that's really, really handy, right? Because you could do a a case study video or you could do like a, a sales pitch, like a straight sales pitch even, and then you can remarket to all those people that watched it. And this is a such a great way to re-engage and get people over the line. Um, and the final, the final thing, the final hand raiser is with chatbots. So you can engage with people using a Facebook chatbot. And what you can do is have these almost automated conversations with them. And you can ask them loads of questions. And they can ask you loads of questions. And you can set up automated replies to all of it. Mm-hmm. And basically, you can figure out who you need to talk more to, and you can pre-qualify your your list. So there's there's numerous ways that we do this. For example, if you go to our becomeatomic.com um, sales website, then basically there's a there's a pop up in the in the bottom right, little chatbot pop up, and it says, "Hey, are you a small business owner? Like, quick, click here." And they click on that and we get to know them. We ask them, hey, tell us a little bit about what you do. Mm-hmm. Like, are you, are you a small business owner? Uh, what do you struggle with? Uh, have you heard about Atomic before? Yes or no? Like, do you want to know more about it? Or do you not want to know more about it? Are you thinking of joining? If you're not thinking of joining, like, what's holding you back? Like, what yeah. questions do you have? And I kid you not, like, this has converted, like, half of our sales in the last month. Um, wow. Since we've... We've, we've done a massive push on it. We did a big launch this month. Uh, like out of all the sales we got on this launch, like 50% probably came from our bot or interacted with the bot in some way. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing is like, because they're talking to this bot, they're raising the hand, they're telling us what they do. They're mm. telling us if they're a perfect customer, they're telling us what they're struggling with uh, and what they need help with and what their objections are. Mm. And at any point, if the bot doesn't answer those, we can dive back in. And we can say, hey, well, you know what? Tell me a little bit more about you and, and we'll see if it's right for you or mm-hmm. you know, you've asked this question, let's let's answer that. Um, and this is really, really powerful stuff. And what we've backed that up with is a remarketing ad to the bot. So wow. for example, if people are on our email list or have been onto the Become Atomic website, mm-hmm. then um, they've raised their hand. Okay. They are interested in some degree they are warm they know us Mm -hmm. they've heard about us before they've checked us out so what we're doing is sending an ad to those people that says hey take this like take this 30 second quiz to find out if atomic's right for you and that links to a bot it asks them a few simple questions about the business and lets them know if they would be right for atomic or not and answers and asks them if they've got any like objections so like all this is just automated and there's nothing more that I love than just watching the notifications come through on my phone as people go through the bot. He's the biggest bot geek. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> you love a bot, huh? Oh. He is a bot <laughs> like man. <laughs> and he cannot lie. Cannot lie. <laughs> um, like I suppose, I suppose kind of leading on from that, guys, you know, sales strategy and when it comes to social media you know very much those tips that you've been talking about kind of would you recommend say they can work very much across b2b and b2c would you would you see from a sales strategy kind of implementing one or two or would you test one then move on to another testing period of another one or try a couple in together or yeah so we're all about focus so Again, it's the same with like building your audience. Like don't do too many things in too many places. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to sales as well, if you haven't tried any of this, then yes, in the early days, like try as many of these things as possible. Mm-hmm. Find something that works and then just do more of that really well. Mm-hmm. I think all of these can work across every industry. Obviously there's like nuances 
of them all, and there'll be different things that you will do with a bot strategy if it's B2B versus B2C, same, same with email marketing, mm-hmm. um, B2B versus B2C. But they all work across across the board. Yeah. And, and just actually, before I hand over to my professional partner in crime. Um, <laughs> long, so, long suffering, you <laughs> mean. <laughs> um, just in your, own, in your own experience, do you find that geographical location uh, ever kind of skews to a particular one, as in more people in Europe sign up towards the bot as opposed to people in America are more, say, the email, or is it very much, it seems to work across the board the various different ones, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, for us with Atomic, we do have customers from all over the world. Mm. We've never really felt, I don't think, Pete, we could hand on heart say we felt, okay, the bot works really good with Brits versus Americans yeah, or something else. I don't else, think so. we've tested that data, no. Mm-hmm. No. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, come back on the show in a few yeah. months and tell us, right? It's a full report. It's like, they're not going to give it away. They're not going to give it away. Uh, no, no, no. I wanted to ask you guys when it comes to, you know, the social selling side of things, maybe you could share with us what it is and how do you do social selling? Well, that's kind of everything that we've been talking about up until this point. So like social selling to us, I think a lot of people have different definitions of this. Mm. Yeah. Social, social selling to us is just not forgetting the sales part of your social media strategy and working out which of these strategies is going to work best for you and mm. then implementing them, doing more of them. And like I said earlier, like spending as much time on the fun kind of audience growth primary content mm-hmm. yeah as well as the sales content mm-hmm. so keep it human so so like for for example like there's loads of ways to build a warm audience but that's essentially what you need to be doing now whether that's like with a facebook group whether that's growing your email list whether that's with a weekly youtube videos whether that's mm. with you know that could even be like a few really good Facebook optimized videos that you kind of promote out there to a wider audience, mm-hmm. targeted audience, build up all these views that you can remarket to, send another ad to everyone that's watched a proportion of those videos. You could create some behind the scenes content. You could create an offer. Um, you could run all those as ads. We could promote all those on your social media page, although it won't do very well, it has to be boosted with ads. Mm. Um, and you know, you can put that out there on your email list, mm. sell it on your email list and all this stuff just brings people in, brings people into those hand raises. So they're going to go to your website. They're going to activate the bot. You can remarket to them if they've been on your website. Mm. Um, once they run your email address from that lead magnet, like you can then sell to them that way. So, like we don't do much selling necessarily on our actual page for yeah. a B2B service. If we were a product, if we had a product, B2C product, mm-hmm. that would be a different story. We would yeah. be doing video ads. We'd be doing remarketing ads. We'd be creating content, but the content would probably be a little bit more in-your-face salesy. Like, mm. here's a great interior design inspiration booklet. Yeah. But guess what? Like you can tap on this Instagram picture and buy those products, mm. right? Yeah. There are products, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like if I was a product business, I would follow like the Instagram account douchebags. They have these incredible like photos on their Instagram that the users have sent them in. And in every single one, there's a douchebag, right? A bag, it, which is just a travel bag. It's getting a bit worried there. I'm I'm sure like, that. I feel like yeah. that did need some just context. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they make, they make <laughs> bags. Yeah. Douchebags. <laughs> but like, I feel like this, the strategy is really simple. Mm. I just don't think people, um, they, they know what to do, but I think they just hold themselves back from doing it. And that's the biggest problem we see. It's just people's self-confidence about yep. their products, about mm. putting stuff out there. And like, you need to not be worried about that. Mm. Um, like the amount of times that you think you are overselling to your audience when actually none of them even know what you do. Yeah. 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 Like that is so, so common. Like yep. we will always say like, we, I don't want to sound like sleazy salespeople, but 
um, and you won't be a sleazy salesperson, but always try and sell more than what you're comfortable with. Mm. Yeah. Because honestly, like the amount of times that last email that you weren't going to do, you send it out or that last social post, like Mm. it always gets another person to buy it. Always someone says, Oh, I didn't know you're doing that. Yeah. 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 I was just going to say like, in our last launch, it felt like we were going so hard on the sales when Mm. we um, reopened the atomic doors. But then even like the week after there'll be people that have missed it or people that will ask like, how much is it again? Or like some questions that you feel Mm. like you've been like screaming at the top of your voice for the past like two weeks. Like there's always people in your audience that I don't know, they've been on holiday or they've just tuned out or they just, the algorithm hasn't showed them the post yet. Yes. So like, don't worry. Like to you, you're probably selling way more or trying to create those hand raises way more than what your audience actually thinks that you are or yep. sees that you are. I, I'd recommend to everybody who's listening, because um, I got a huge amount of benefit out of your book, Content Mavericks. Um, I thought it was a brilliant, brilliant read. Like there were so many handrails and very clearly laid out frameworks too. And something, I, we have a few questions just based on some of the core concepts there, but something that I thought was really, really good that you talked about was this whole thing of building brand equity with your content. And uh, I think kind of that brand equity kind of really helps with that kind of sales elements, you know, and just if you wanted to just kind of maybe explain that concept of brand equity to the audience. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's where it goes back to creating that useful content right so if we are going to sell to our audience we need to build up a lot of trust a lot of rapport with them a lot of what we call brand equity Mm. so we do that through content that makes people feel either happier or smarter and Mm. doesn't sell at all in the slightest Mm. so for us our content um, sits on youtube so we just do weekly useful youtube videos that help people grow their business and the idea is that they'll um, find you through that content. Mm-hmm. They will subscribe to you. And over time, you'll build that trust. They'll build that rapport with them. They'll get to like you. So when you do try to sell to them, and when you do try to get them to raise their hand, like mm-hmm. they're much more willing to listen to what you've got to say yeah. and therefore much more willing to actually buy as well. Um, it also can happen fairly quick as well. Like, and fairly slow. So some people have literally been on our list for years, mm. getting all the free stuff before eventually deciding to join Atomic. Yeah. Some people literally can come on in a week. We will send them a ton of free stuff. Then we'll sell something to them and they'll buy. So I don't think there's a rule for how how long you need to wait to build up that brand equity. Mm. Um but do try to build up brand equity. Otherwise, yeah. you are just cold pitching. Yeah. It's, it's almost like you're just testing the waters with the hand raiser content. Mm. So, like, if someone comes onto yeah. your email list, you immediately want to know if they're interested in buying or not because they might be. Mm. Like, there's mm. no point presuming that they need to be warmed up for that, like, three weeks yeah. first. Yes. Like, you can just go, hey, like, Philip, thanks for joining my email like tell me a little bit about you are you in need of a website or whatever like Mm. from the example before um if so like let's have a chat if not if you're not ready right now like please feel free to enjoy our weekly youtube videos Mm -hmm. you know so it's not doing you any damage yeah some people are just going to be ready um Mm -hmm. but if they're not ready or if they want to get to know you first especially Mm -hmm. if you sell a you know selling a higher price product or service then yeah you're going to want to build that brand equity a lot um you're going to need content in place yes. continuously to keep building it yes but also at the same time continuously getting them to raise their hand that's Makes good advice sense. actually yeah, yeah it yeah. is so like when you talk about content you referred to what you call as primary which content and say secondary conversion content yes can you can you kind of elaborate a wee bit on that yeah, absolutely. So the primary rich content is the for the happier or smarter. So it's, that's like the first first bit of content you want to be putting out, like okay. getting people to like you and to trust you mm-hmm. uh, and to prove you know, you're good at what you do or whatever it is that you want to achieve with your content. And then the secondary conversion content is there to basically convert them into a sale. So that is... Mm-hmm. Um, like good sales copy, 
that is webinars that go into um, an upsell at the end, that is um, anything blog-related, FAQ-related that is purely to do with, like, this is why you should buy from me. Maybe it's a comparisons blog. Maybe it's a blog about the price. Maybe it's a, a case study blog. Um, maybe it's a, a video that you post out about a case study and it sells. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's everything to do with sales. And basically, we think that you shouldn't try and blur them too much, mm-hmm. if at all. So like, if you're going to create some helpful content, create the helpful content. Don't, don't like try and do both because it, it comes across as a bit underhanded. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, like the, the exception to that is like, you always want to lead them to the next step. Mm-hmm. You know, if they watch a free bit of content, you can tell them to go, you know, talk to your chatbot if you want, or you can tell them to go sign up to a webinar or yeah. tell them to go watch another video if they need more help with this. Mm-hmm. But that next video is a sales, salesy video. Like that's, that's absolutely fine. But if you're going to provide helpful content, just provide helpful content. Yeah. And if you're going to sell, don't be like, Hey, here's three tips. And then like the third tip is like, buy from me. Surprise. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that's where it went wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Like I suppose that brings on to an interesting point because, um, Myself and Emer, we would have come across, say, companies, particularly some, maybe some listeners, and even in, say, one of the Facebook groups that that's, that Emer runs, where we would come across the question sometimes where, um, and I think you've you've coined this as the phrase as being content poor, um, yeah. as to, yeah. uh, you know, how can we use social media because we can't either create any content or we're in we're in a, we're in an industry that where we don't really know what. To, talk about and i suppose how, how do you how do you maybe get around that sort of that issue or do you any tips that you might be to kind of find content in a content poor scenario yes so this is a really really great question because i think a lot of the advice comes from marketers like us and like you and we're in what we call a content rich industry where we can create content about what we do so like we can create a content about say how do i get customers from facebook let's say as an example yeah and our potential customers want to read that so great for us say if you are a accountant though um an accountant can't necessarily Maybe accounts not a great idea. Like um, trying to think of a like any kind of product based business. So say like a really boring product, like a pen. Someone that makes pens. Mm. Like they can't. If you make pens, you can't necessarily create content about how you do what you do. Like no one cares about how you make the pen, right? So then it's like, okay, what do you create content about? And that's when you need to be a little bit more creative. And there's multiple different ways you can do this. Like for example you can bring it back to your customers. So like, who do you want to buy these pens? Like, do you want, um, I don't know, do you want, are these the most expensive pens in the world that you only want CEOs to sign? Like, these are the pens that you sign million dollar checks with and they mm. each cost a thousand pounds. Maybe maybe the pen, is, the pen is like in the market of gifts, right? It's a gift that you would maybe buy for someone. It's a really special pen. Yeah. And then, you know, so you you could create content about different gift, gift ideas. I'm actually still feeling my CEO example, Pete. Well, <laughs> CEO example. <laughs> <laughs> he wants He's to sign a million, do- million yeah. dollar check. <laughs> I might set up this business. Okay, so you would bring it back to your customers and you would think, all right, my customers don't necessarily care about how I create this pen, but if my customers are CEOs, what do they actually care about and how we how can we create content around that like can we set up a podcast interviewing tons of other super successful ceos about their struggles and about how they've conquered them and got over them all sponsored by the pen company mm-hmm. like that that's just <laughs> there's, a, there's a really yeah. good example of um there's a, a swimwear brand called chubbies and they create swim mm-hmm. shorts mm-hmm. and they have like the most amazing content. They've got like millions of followers on Facebook and all they do is share fun videos of people doing amazing things in situations where you would need swim shots. Yeah. So for example, surfing or at a barbecue, you would wear some shorts, shorts or going to the like fun things you can do at the beach or they'll yeah. share a video about 
in Texas, there's this like outdoor cinema pool where you can watch Jaws and there's like fake sharks going about. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, it really engaging stuff. Wow. But obviously everyone that's going to a pool needs some swim shorts. Yeah. Where do you get swim shorts from? Well, <laughs> Chubby is doing amazing swim shorts. Check right. them out. Yeah. So they're like so building an like, audience yeah. of yeah. people who are interested in outdoor fun activities, yes. i.e. their potential customers. So that's one like, way you can like think for about... For example, with the bag company before, Douchebags, like, yeah. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. they, they've, they've brought their content and taken it to what their brand like mission is all about yes. and what, at the core, the audience is like interested in, which is traveling. So mm. all they need to do is share traveling tips or traveling photography and advice. Mm. And you know what? At the center of it all, you're going to need a bag to carry yeah. all your stuff. Yeah, well, what better a than a douche bag? Kill two birds. Douche bags. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Stop that now, you man. No, no. Chubby, chubby's everywhere. Chubby's. I've just got. I've got this visual now. It's terrible. Now, so you know, but yeah. um, so it's yeah. like um, I always say, content is king. You know, and it does really drive your audience. You want to keep engaging them. So your content has to be consistent, as you would say. Mm-hmm. And when you were writing the book, you know, you mentioned the Ackerman Beach. B is brand advocacy. Yeah, yeah, I'm having a blonde moment here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's all those swimming shorts now in my head. You know? so, um, maybe, maybe you can break it down. Yeah, okay. So um, content is a beach. So we came up with this model that we talk about in the book for how do we actually create, how do we actually get people to share your content, share and engage with your content. Yeah. So... Um, the B stands for brand advocacy. So people are much more willing or much more likely to share your content, to engage with your content, mm-hmm. if they feel like in some way advocated to you, whether that's they are a potential customer and you've looked after them really well, mm-hmm. or whether that's been you've had a really great conversation with them on social, on that platform. Like if you can build up some kind of camaraderie mm-hmm. with your audience where it feels like they feel some kind of loyalty to you, Yes. They are much more likely to comment and share. Um, to go through the others really quickly, E is emotion. Yeah. So mm-hmm. any kind of content that triggers emotion. A stands for appearance. Now, this is other people's appearance. Mm. So if you can create content that makes other people look good when they share it, they're much more likely to share it. For example, right. that Chubby's example that we were talking about previously, like mm. anyone that shares the... If you share, for example, the video of the of the Jaws cinema where you can, like, you look cooler. Like, you look cooler for discovering that, for sharing it. So if you can create content that makes other people look good for sharing or engaging with it, mm-hmm. people are much more likely to, to do that. The okay. C stands for causes. So if you can create any kind of content that taps into some kind of good cause, then again, people are much more likely to share it. And H stands for hyper-value. So not just high-value, but hyper-value. So there are tons of like how-to blogs, videos out there. Mm. If you can create the best piece of high-value content on that subject, it's much more likely to get shared. And that just comes down to how much effort you put into it. So life's the beach. Life's (laughs) the beach. (laughs) Um, guys, listen, I can't believe we are nearly at the end. It's been a, an absolutely fantastic chat with you guys. And I think yeah. you would agree. We can see why mm. you were held in such high esteem in social media circles. Your knowledge and your advice is uh, top notch. So thank you so much for being with us. Oh, um, thank you. Um, <laughs> listen, just want to throw one last question at you. And then obviously, yeah. if you want to tell everybody where they can engage with you and where to go. But I suppose... Something that you've always been really effusive about and very passionate about, and I think it kind of it's a real good starting point when it helps people to try and create content is, as you call it, the the content mission statement. As in, you know, why are you creating the content um, first in the first place? You know, because when I went through it myself, it made a huge amount of sense as to, well, why am I creating that content on LinkedIn for me? You know, Pete, Andrew, do you, do you want to just maybe between you just explain that whole content mission statement? To, to yeah. Me? So I guess it comes down to 
again, we talked, we touched on this right at the start. Like yeah. a lot of people create content for content's sake mm. and they create content because they've heard other marketers tell people that, tell them that they have to create content. So they just do it so they can tick it off. Mm. Well, the content mission statement, it boils it down to, okay, who do you want to create this content for and what kind of audience do you want to build? And it just makes it a lot more targeted, like why are you creating this content, who you're creating it for, and what is the overall purpose of this piece of content in your business? Is it to grow your audience? Is it to convert your audience into sales? And I guess it just ties everything together in a nice yeah. bow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know it, like, it was very powerful for me when I went through the book because it actually put a bit of structure on, well, I'm not trying to appeal to everybody. I'm trying to appeal mm-hmm. to a certain type of person who maybe has these problems and allowed me to be a lot more tailored in my content and to mm-hmm. focus on doing more video. And video is what I like to do, where Ember is great at lots of things that I'm not great at, like, you know, more the network one-to-one, you know, where I like to be behind the camera. So I suppose, where would you like, where would you like people to go? Obviously, you've got your, your excellent website. Is there anywhere particularly you'd like to send people to to learn more about yourselves? Yeah, absolutely. So after listening to this, you might be feeling a bit inspired. You might be motivated. You might also be thinking, oh, my God, I don't have time to do all of that. Yeah. You might be thinking, oh, my God, there's so much to do. I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, if you want some clarity and focus, then obviously um, people can head on over to our website, becomeatomic.com, um, and check out Atomic. Um, there's, a, there's a good trial offering there at the moment for people. And in addition to that as well, right, we'd love to see people come and check out our YouTube channel. Yeah. And that's, that's like our 90%. And um, we do these weekly helpful videos uh, that are just helpful and will help you to um, get more focus, more clarity, give you some tips to help you grow your business faster. And you can get there by just typing in Andrew and Pete into YouTube or yep. just go into andrewandpete.tv. And if you've enjoyed this, let us know that you heard us on this podcast show or radio show. Absolutely. So I suppose all I can say is thank you again, Andrew and Pete. Um, and guys, let us know when you're coming to Ireland and we'll uh, hopefully the pubs will be open by then. <laughs> no, you know what? I have never been to Ireland yet. Pete, oh, really? Wow. I need to well, get myself over to Ireland. We're, in, we're inviting you. You come and see us and we know a good few people. So you okay. want to be a great party, you know yourself. So we'll get you a nice pint of Guinness or we two. Need, yeah. you, we need to stay clear of that Ian Cleary though. Like we don't want to get close <laughs> yeah, yeah. to that Ian Cleary. Just wherever he is, we'll go at, at least oh. five Five miles away. Um, Don't worry, yeah. we won't. We won't tell him. Okay. okay. So, Don't worry. Yeah. So listen, I just wanted to let you say, guys, it was great having you on. Do join us again, and uh, we can delve deeper and get more insights, as I say. And if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again on the podcast on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, and Dublin South FM please do download especially today's show and uh, you won't miss an episode, as they say. So until next time, I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. And... Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer, Social Media Management and Strategy. So we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye.